This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, do we want to get into whiteboard stuff? Yeah, yeah, go like, for it. All right, let's dig straight into nickel. Okay, so nickel is um, where there's a fifth defense back on the field. Seattle's nickel, that is Kobe Bryant, obviously. Now, the big thing this season in 2022 is what player leaves the field. Because historically with Seattle... The Sam linebacker would lead the field in the 4-3, and they very rarely changed that up. That was always the convention. They'd move from a 4-3 into a 4-2-5 personnel grouping. Heck, sometimes if you really wanted to get uh, pedantic, you could say it was a 3-3-5 because the Sam moved down to defensive end. But really, it's a 4-2-5. Now, this year, because Seattle is uh, oh, Actually, last year as well, Seattle had this thing called Falcon which was their nickel bear front where the will linebacker played down as the fifth guy at the line of scrimmage. You remember Jordan Brooks was doing that and they had a middle linebacker behind and then they had their nickel. So that's still technically 45 personnel, but in a, in a, in a five, one, five, three kind of look now, now this year, because Seattle's a three, four team, and because they're really embracing the bare looks, we get a bit funkier with, with the nickel stuff. And there's a few more different looks. Yeah. So this is, I don't know. I don't know how convenient this is. And this only works for the YouTube crowd anyway. No, um, that, that's perfect. So Griffin's holding up a drawing, perfect. which you should check out on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> it's at Matty F. Brown. But if you are listening, it's a five down front with... Um, which we, we that would be called well it, you've driven you've you've drawn a bare front that would be called griff you've drawn a 515 right yeah this is 515 so right. th- th- this is like their main this is their main um like kind of nickel call really and i i drew this up against 2 by 2 formation where meaning you've got 
two receiver, two eligible receivers on one side, two on the other side, and then I didn't draw the quarterback and running back. We'd have the running back in the backfield to be your fifth eligible. Um, and so the the main consideration, and so this is I didn't draw the coverage rules, but this would be the main call we'd see here would be half quarter quarter. So to the nickel side, right there. So you've got the cornerback here playing a flat. So he's your cloud, flat, flat defender. And then you've got the free safety playing a half. So he's going to, like, if both the slot defender and the and the X receiver are vertical, he's going to play, like, midpoint them and and play the deepest route and then be ready to break on the ball um, if the quarterback throws. The nickel, the nickel is kind of playing the vertical hook where he, if, if number two is in the seam, or say he goes under, or say he goes under that way, he's going to get depth and look for kind of like to 10 to 15 yards, look for an inbreaker for the number one receiver, which is the X. Or he might, if the, if the seam, if the slot goes up the seam, he would kind of inside carry th- that um, slot defender. Now, Ugo Amadi would almost completely man turn with that and like get in the hip pocket. Now, Kobe Bryant. Me too. Kobe Bryant isn't. Now he's getting a lot of depth and he's peaking the receivers, but he's almost maintaining a pedal and staying like square to the line of scrimmage. And I think the reason why they can get away with that is because the pass rush has improved. Hmm. So that ball is coming out sooner. Although although in uh in the last two games he's been showing a bit of outside leverage matching and running with it, which yeah. so it's obviously a game plan thing. Now, yeah. up to that point on the front, Griffin's calling it a five-on-five, five, which it it basically is. However, I, the the Fangio tree would consider that three-three-five because the two edge defenders are technically outside linebackers, and they you might have heard that called penny personnel, um, right. which uh, just for the for the sake of being nerdy. Now, as Griff says. They have the half quarter quarter. Were you talking through and the quarter quarter half? And because Griff's drawn it up to two by two, I mean, it depends what side they call the strength off. But basically, that's their main deals where you get cover four to the strong side, cover two to the weak side, or you get cover two to the strong side, cover four uh, to the the weak side. And, And half quarter quarter, Seattle would call cover eight. And quarter, quarter, half, Seattle would call cover six. But in nickel, cover six is called stuff, which is confusing because uh, in in other systems, stuff is cover eight. Yeah, it does get confusing. Okay, but so finish it off really quick. You've got the Mike, who would be Jordan Brooks, right there in the middle, right? The M. God, can I? All right. Yeah. He plays so the A-gaps. He, he plays the A-gaps. He kind of fits off the nose. Um, if you've got pullers, you know, he has to track the puller. But in coverage, he's playing the middle hook. And if the running back, if the running back pretend he's in there, if he goes strong, if he goes strong that way, he would have Brooks would push to the imaginary hash. That's definitely on this whiteboard. And he would look for inbreakers from the slot or the X receiver. Um, and he's Just been really good. At the middle hook. Yeah. And he's been really good at sussing out um like dagger combinations this year yeah um now on the back side they're playing quarters so the cornerback kind of like cover three technique is just playing you know he's responsible for the the deep route from z 
And then the safety is playing a quarter on the Y receiver. So if he goes vertical, he's got him. If he goes underneath, he's looking to rob the number one and get double coverage with the corner. If this was trips formation where the tight end is on the other side, then this guy is looking to poach front side and he plays the final three that would come this way. Mm. And Brooks is free to just kind of, you know, look again, look for inbreakers. Now they can game plan that. And they can have the strong safety. He would be Neil double coverage the one if he's a problem. And then Brooks would be the one to close off the middle of the field. So they can do different things. But I think the main discussion here is you feel you're good. The reason why you play this is that you feel good against verticals because you've got two deep safeties and you have different ways to cover all of it, right? And then your front, you're in a big bear front so you can stop the run. So you feel balanced. You're like, okay... We can take care of explosives and we can defend the run. That's kind of the statement you're making. And then you have the, the techniques between your nickel and Mike. They can help contest things and match routes in the intermediate, right? The main drawback from this picture is that in a four-man rush, your spacing is bad. It's not as good as a four-down front. And why is that? Is because, well, you're not rushing all five every time. You're, one of them has to drop. So if you drop one... That means if, if you drop this guy, which is who you're dropping most of the time, that end, then that means these four are rushing. The problem there is three of the four guys are 300-pounders, and most 300-pounders aren't good pass rushers. And then even then, this guy has to expand out to the C-gap to get your contain. And it's like, so you have a personnel problem and a spacing problem. So your four-man rush is really bad. And if the whole purpose of playing a too high shell is to defend the pass. Well, what if your pass rush is so bad that it undoes the, the efforts in the back end, right? Like it's kind of, it's like, uh, you know, robbing Peter to, to, to pay Paul a little bit, you know, like you gotta, something's gotta give. So this is where, this is where you have to, this is kind of where the magic is made and where Clint hurt the last four weeks has been making his money because yeah. the Nick. So, so how you do that is Okay. You've got five guys. At least toy with who the fourth rusher is. Make the offense guess, or or and, don't let them. And, and that's ahead. important as well because, like, you, you if they start realizing what side you you're rushing from, which is one of the downsides to I think what happened in twenty twenty one. Despite Ken Norton's best efforts, I think offense just started working out what side the fourth rusher was coming from, but. When you have five guys down at the line of scrimmage, the stock protection call you'll get is man protection. They'll they'll go big on big, and they'll use one offensive lineman for each of the five guys down at the line of scrimmage. Now, you have to mix it up. You have to do... Uh, if you're rushing four, you can take advantage of that man coverage and take and try and negate the disadvantageous rush angles and disadvantageous, you know, three, 300 pounders rushing by running games and picks and rubs right. to separate against those protections. And Griff, uh, uh, Clint Hurt has done a good job of that really. He has. Yeah. So like he, so to the side of, like you said, you're either, you're, you're most likely forcing man protection to the side that you are, um, the edge that you are rushing to you are to ensure that he gets a clean one-on-one. So either either you've done a good enough job in, in toying with who the fourth rusher is and who the seventh dropper is of your two outside linebackers, like who's coming and who's dropping. 
if you've done a good enough job with that, you've probably forced man protection. And that means you get a one-on-one. So at least that liberates the guy that you are rushing to get the best chance possible to give your collective four-man rush the best chance. If you haven't done that, then and they've figured out who's rushing and who isn't, then that means they're probably half sliding or maybe even four-man sliding to that side. As the contingency, the four-man sliding to the edge, edge rusher that is rushing. The contingency for that is, in this picture, who regardless of who's rushing and who's dropping, to whatever side that is, the near three technique. So if this is that this guy, if th- this guy's this edge, this outside linebacker is rushing, the near three technique to as the contingency against the offensive line sliding that way, and, and which would negate the one-on-ones you're getting. Instead, you get four on three instead of one-on-one everywhere. This three technique is stunting that A-gap so that the guard feels compelled to kind of stay heavy on him. Even if he's sliding, he would give a little help. And then as he is stunting that A-gap, the nose tackle, oh, he is going over it. And one, that's just good. It's a good twist movement. That's um, If it is man protection, it's hard on on a twist interior twist or hard on man protection, but also it ensures that this edge, that guy can just keep his one-on-one at all, at all times. So if you watch and he, them, and- he's your, he's your best rusher. Like you don't, again, you want him to have the easiest job really. Cause he's your main rush threat. Right. So both of those elements toying with who's rushing and who isn't. And then when you do rush, having the, the three technique and the nose to the side of the edge rusher run that twist Gives them the best chance. And if you guys watch the games and you see, okay, Taylor just dropped Nwosu rushed, the three technique to Nwosu's side is spiking that A-gap. And then either Al Woods or Mona is is looping over him. And they do that every time. Now, the question of how do they play with who's rushing and who isn't, I messed up the picture here a little bit. But the offense would look at this picture, look at the two high shell presentation, and they would say, assuming that they maintain that pre-snap two high look, I know that this guy's rushing and that guy isn't. And that's because if he isn't if he isn't rushing and you're dropping him, you're then saying, okay, that means he would have to go to the he would have to go to the middle. I can't do this. Good lord. Yeah. He, he would no... have to drop to the middle. The mic would have to drop weak and then the nickel would stay where he is. And there's no way you're gonna have him in a too high shell play the middle hook and basically yeah. run down the middle. There's just and, no way. And there's no one covering down on on the wide tight end on the other side. They Right. Th- you're you're asking him to get all the way out and that's impossible. The numbers don't match. He has to fit an A gap. He can't he can't do that unless you're disguising lots and teams know that Seattle don't doesn't really do it like that. So Right. So therefore they know who's rushing. They know this guy's rushing and they know this guy's dropping. So Clint Hurt has to ask himself, how do I force them to believe that he's rushing and it's a four-man rush like we're not talking about five-man rushes yet which is part of that answer the way to do it is okay we are going to drop him but then that means the coverage shell has to change so that he indeed is not running down the middle and then that's where you get the bonus fire zones maddie that you've talked about endlessly yeah so i believe i believe with 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 what you've drawn up is perfect really because they have a call called uh, Penny Whiskey, where the weak outside linebacker drops. Uh, they play cover three. 
Now, it's, they play a cover three fire zone, so the three underneath players, one of them is playing the seam curl flat matching up on the number two. The linebacker Brooks is playing in the middle hook. He's relating to the three. And the nickel is the nickel is relating to his two in the seam curl flat. And so from that same look, they can drop the other outside linebacker, rush the other outside linebacker. And the dropping outside linebacker, what makes it a bonus fire zone is he just doesn't have a job, really. He just drops in a bonus hook, which really helps out the uh, the nickel. Because the nickel knows, like, I can kind of overplay the vertical and overplay the out because I've got this help to the inside. It's, mm-hmm. in like, a, it's like a really underneath help layer uh, just, to, right. just to alleviate some stress and, like, force you not to have to worry about, like, a short throw or the check down. Right. And this is like a perfect example of how Penny's uh, Penny Eight and uh, Penny Whiskey they alternate off each other. They they right. both work together, and it's 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 their main changeup call to their main look out of the five one five look. And so, something to watch for when you're watching a game is, hey, are they in this five down look with a nickel out there? Oh, did the end to the nickel rush or did the end to the nickel drop? And I bet guarantee you if the end to the nickel rushes, it will be a middle field open look. And if right. the end to the nickel drops, it will probably be kind of middle field closed looking. Now, this is technically not a bonus fire zone because that's the 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 spacing of the coverage is identical though, which is what I should have said earlier. But they do this changeup call often enough that over the course of a game when offenses are charting and scouting defenses, the threat of either linebacker rushing is established. So not only does it help them in the moment, but it helps the rusher that is rushing. They're benefited by the fact that they're probably forcing man protection. So like there's a systemic effect here and then it makes, you know, the coverage better and then it makes the, uh, you know, it, it just it, it affects everything, but that's like their main first down behavior. Um, and uh, that's how that's how that that's how they're able to maintain a four man rush really when they are in bare spacing. Um, because again, the whole point of them playing the amount of two four or four two looks that they were doing this year was to get pass rush, and it clearly, like the whole big picture wasn't working, so they retreated, like you said to the techniques and stuff that they did last year. And then they're left with the same problem. Well, you're disadvantaged in pass rush. So this is how these things that the stunt and toying with who the rusher is and who the dropper is, is how they're able to win back the, the, the lost advantages of the, of the pass rush when they're in it. Now, the other, the other thing without, I'm not going to get into it at all. The other thing is you just rush both of them. And then you spin down Ryan Neal, and then he's just playing basically a match on that seam, and you have three deep and three under fire zone. And that's the other way you establish it. And you can get into your fire zone rules really easily because you're now a Ripley's team and cover three, you're carrying both seams anyway. You're just losing a hook defender. Yeah, I believe, um, and you know, Coach Vass obviously does great work. And if you haven't checked him out and you're into this scheme side of it, you should. And a lot of my Fangio knowledge comes from Vass, so check him out. But Same. I believe he he was saying that 
capers and therefore Fangio, they learn cover three like from fire their zone. fire zone. Yeah. yeah. They 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 like did it backwards. So they came up with the fire zone first and then they installed the cover three. And so they they just ran cover three ma matching wise. So there we go. 